Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-founder, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast, The Kevin and Fred Show, where once a week we bring to you a expert interview every single Monday. We interview one of the brightest and best in the world, usually in, in the real estate space, sometimes in technology, sometimes in entrepreneurship, sometimes just in forward thinking. The things that are going to help us learn to move forward are the things that we're interested in bringing to you on this podcast, so we don't keep it limited to just us real estate agents. And I think you'll find that really valuable if you've been listening or if you're a new listener, all in the same. We also bring you once a week something we call industry headlines, which is a look at what is going on in the real estate world, what's happening in the mortgage space, what's happening in the technology space. Bring that to you in a short form, 10, 15 minute podcast at the most once a week on Wednesdays. We're also a proud member of the industry syndicate family of real estate and mortgage podcast. Check out that app in the app store. Again, that's industry syndicate. And if you would, please do us a favor. Please, please, please leave us a review, download, subscribe, share an episode with a friend. We would love it. There is no better way to say thank you, except for maybe a real estate referral because we are, after all, real estate agents and we love real estate referrals. We're based in the Phoenix area and would love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in to the Kevin and Fred show. All right, we're back on the Kevin and Fred show and today joined by Jeff Code. Jeff, how's it going, man? Hey, really good. Super excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Awesome, man. I'm glad we finally got the chance to link up and do this. Um, man, so you're, you're an agent in the industry that doesn't really need an introduction, but for like the four people that maybe don't know who you are, give us like the, the elevator, uh, you know, hey, how long have I been in real estate? Where are you located? And then I'm, I'm going to dive in from there because I know a lot of that stuff in the background. So sure. I would like to, uh, I'll dig in after that. Yeah, rock. Rock Thomas, um, he's an operating partner up in Montreal, says, don't apologize for being awesome. So I'll give you my elevator speech. Love it. Um, got my license in 2006. 2007 was my first full year. I sold as an individual agent for six years. Uh, best year was 70 units, netting about 350 grand. Decided in 2011 to launch a team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, which grew to be the fastest growing real estate team in history, going from 70 to 700 sales in six years. And we, in 2019, were recruited by Keller Williams and launched a Keller Williams brokerage in 2020, which in the last 10 months amidst a COVID-19 and a pandemic have grown 300%. So we are going to do about 1,500 sides in 2020 for 6 million gross commission income with about 60 agents. And we're just kind of exploding from there. We've got a lot of ancillary businesses that run parallel to the real estate business. Um, and then I guess one of the other fames, the uh, claims of fame was in 2018, we were named the number one team in the world at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Awesome. So, well, uh, so how long were you at Berkshire? So we were at an indie. Um, I was born at an indie in 2006 called NP Dodge, which actually is the oldest real estate company in the country. And then in 2015, we moved from MP Dodge to Berkshire Hathaway when they opened up and acquired Prudential and Prudential Real Estate. And so we were with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services for about five years until the end of 2019 and then launched our Keller Williams brokerage in January of 2020. Awesome. So, and now on the brokerage side, real quick with KW, so are you the OP? Like, are you the guy running, running that, that business? Yeah. So I've chosen, I, I actually don't have a job right now. I, I'm not, I have no title. My business card literally has no title. Um, it does have this office address as my office address, but there is an operating partner of this office right now already named in Paul Richardson. Okay. Cool. And then, um, so let me ask you this, like, are you, where's like, how's that gone for you? Like, has that been different for you from like going from running the team to also now having the brokerage in addition to that? Have you, have you enjoyed that? Um, 
like I'd love, I'd love to kind of hear your thought process on that. Sure. You know, my biggest thing is, you know, as I launched a real estate team, first off that decision to get into real estate is scary for those listening that are in real estate. Yep. You know, it's hundred percent commission gig, unless you've got a salary gig with somebody or you have an admin role. And so that's scary in and of itself. But once I had created clarity and proven to myself that I could make a great career out of it, which happened in like four months, I had a bunch of pending deals and I was like, holy cow, I'm gonna make three times as much money as all my friends working corporate jobs. I think I made the right decision. And, you know, 15 years later, the history tells what, you know, that there was, was a good decision. But um, in 2011, I had realized I had sacrificed too much. And there's a lot of agents in this situation right now where like you're working 60 hours a week and you're missing out on watching your kids grow up or you're not pursuing your hobbies and you're letting your body get out of control or whatever the case might be. And I wanted to do it differently. And so a lot of agents, obviously now teams are a huge, huge buzzword. But at the time when I launched my team in 2011, there weren't lots of teams out there. Uh, which is ironic because uh, Gary Keller had kind of outlined what a team looked like in the MREA book he wrote in 2005. And so I re had read that book earlier on and decided I would actually apply a lot of those strategies and build out a team. And we grew really, really fast. Um, but my strategy and the formula to success has been always removing myself, meaning finding someone to replace myself so that I could move into the things that I was passionate about, where I thought I could create greater impact and influence and that were my highest income producing activities. And so today I have literally moved myself out of every role. Everything is leveraged in my world across all the businesses that I own. And I now get to be on podcasts like this and be a thought leader, a speaker. And my goal now is to expand everything I've built in Omaha across all 50 states over the next 10 years. Awesome. So what's your, let me ask you this, man, like, and I want to dive back into some of the real estate team stuff. But before we do that, like, what's your what's Jeff's like typical day weekly activities look like then at this point? Yeah, so I mean, every day is a different business. So I sit on the you know, you could call it board of directors, that makes it sound hoity toity and all official, but it is board of directors. So all the owners of all of my businesses meet on a weekly basis for 30 minutes to an hour. And I sit in those meetings. Um, I have strategic calls once a week. I have four hours that are just focused on having calls uh, with thought leaders, industry leaders, anyone that asks me for a call, I let them get on my calendar. I have podcasts. I record three podcasts a week for three different podcasts that I'm the host on. But every morning starts off, I get up at 5.45 a.m. Central. Um, I get a one-hour workout in. I always will steam, use my steam shower, steam room at the gym, and or hot tub for about 30 minutes. That's where I get to spend time in my mind thinking, preparing for a day, preparing for an interview like this with you, Kevin. And then I'm always in the office. And like a lot of you in between everything I'm always doing, I'm um, checking my texts, checking my emails, um, answering voicemails, trying to stay on top of all of that. And my goal is always to be out of the office by five. Sometimes I'm earlier, sometimes I'm later, uh, but I play a lot. So my focus has been playing hard and working hard. Um, and then always trying to become the best I can be in all areas of my life. Awesome, man. I like that. So, okay, let's go backwards in time now. So you, you're a solo agent, you're killing it. Like you're by all means, like you're making a, you're making a, a nice living. Uh, and then you decide, Hey, I'm going to go start a team. I think you said you were working a ton. And so that yeah. probably played into it. Yeah. What was like, what was the turning? Was there a turning point or is there a point in time when you were like, never again, like I've got to, I've got to oh, find some yeah. leverage in my life. Well, for anyone on, on, on this that has done over a thousand transactions, I know you don't like working with your clients. I mean, I'm a high eye. I'm a 99 eye on the disc test. And I got tired of working with clients because I thought, you know, you do enough deals where you give them your recommendation and you just assume they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know how to price a house. You've sold 
thousand. I've sold five thousand houses for a billion dollars in in sales volume. So I'm like, this recommendation is a good recommendation. So like, I started losing, like, not having the taste for people saying, oh well, I've I've sold two houses, so I think I know better. So that's when I knew, okay, it's time for me to leverage this role. Also, to the point I had made, I was working too much. Um, I wanted to take my life back, and I knew there were several different ways to do it. So my plan in 2000, in the year 2011 is when I launched the team. So 2012 was our first year. And I had done about 70 deals, netted 350. I wanted to put half of my time into building a team with the goal that in 10, 15, 20 years, I could choose to not service the real estate transactions and go Gary Keller's seventh level where you net a million a year and you only have to work less than five hours a week on that business. And it happened for me in three years. It happened much, much faster because we created what I call clarity inside of our team, where I knew exactly how many agents I needed, how many leads to generate, how to hold them accountable, the systems, the software to help them be the best they could be. And we exploded. So we went from like my 70 deals in 2011 to 240 sides in 2012. And then we grew 25% a year until we became the number one team in the world of Berkshire and did over 700 sides. Okay. So, so let's go back to that, to that initial point on, on the team. Like, um, like, did you go, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back here on the, on the income. I'm going to invest in people. Like what, like, what was that thought process? Cause here's my experience, um, having spoken to thousands of agents around the country, you know, all different markets and backgrounds. The thing that holds most people back is they, they need every single dollar that they've become accustomed to generating yeah. and earning as a high paid salesperson. And so it's really hard for them to start to think like a business owner. Um, what, like, what was that thought for you? Was that easy yeah. for you? Like, I know for Fred and I, that was a very simple thought process. We were willing to trade the money to get our time back okay. very easily. But what, what was it like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. So in 2011, my last year in production, I knew that I needed to become a bigger person to be, to be able to build a team and lead people um, and get out of my own way. And I didn't have a big enough mindset. Um, I started really and honing in and I would share this strategy with everyone. Not, none of this is going to become as a surprise to anyone. This is like the bad news of how to become successful. I listened to thousands of podcasts. I read hundreds of real estate books and entrepreneurial books. And I masterminded with thousands of people just like you. And I was obsessive in becoming the best I could be so I could help others become better. It wasn't about the money. It was about being the best I could be and helping others do the same and doing so the world we're in compensates people by spreading value, by giving them money, ones and zeros in a bank account that give you the ability to do whatever you choose to do with it. And I just call that freedom. And so I was obsessive with that. And so I had promised myself and my family that when my team netted me the most I had ever made in my best year, which was 350,000, when the team made me 350 net, meaning I'd make a total of 700 if I was still selling full-time, which I wasn't, I would choose to stop selling real estate hundred percent. And that's exactly what I did. So my first year, when I told you I did went from 70 to 240, end of year 2012, the team made me like $220,000. Total was like 525 um, as my, with my sales and the team sales. And I decided to quit at that point. I was like, I think that I can make it the next year. So I took the risk that if the team didn't grow at that point, I would make a hundred grand less than I had made in my best year. But I had the belief that by putting all my time and energy into helping the agents in my group, you know, recruiting, finding talent, creating leverage, hiring the right positions that I would be able to make more money in the long run and not have to work as many hours. And my guess and my hypothesis came true within 12 months. So I was able to quit selling hundred percent in 2014 and put all my time and energy into building and scaling my real estate team, as well as all of our ancillary businesses. 
what i mean was that did you do that because you had a belief in yourself or because you had coaches or like you just you saw it like what what is that thing because that's the thing mentally that i think most people trip up on they go even like you i guarantee there's people that you and i both know uh because we we definitely run in a lot of similar circles that they're yeah they're killing it and their team numbers and gci is great but like they're probably all of the profit in their business like they're they're still a quarter of their production right if you look at their whole team's production and i like i always wondered very few people are i can think of one guy his name is jeff glover i think jeff does it because he freaking loves it the guy loves to sit at a kitchen table and win a listing to even get the appointment there's very few people i think that love it to your point they get tired of it right even if you're a high eye like you and i they'll lie to themselves and say they love it what what we love is the freedom that real estate provides to us and we think oftentimes these people you're referencing we think that we are necessary to make something successful. And that is our biggest misconception. The reality is that if you have some value to offer, if you put more time and energy into offering that value to the people around you, if as long as those people are in your world and there's a monetization system that you've created where you get to capture a percentage of their success, then you can actually actually be much more successful. And this is the Gary V strategy you mentioned. You'd had him on your show a few times. I mean, this is not the 10X. This is 100X. This is 1,000X. Because if you can give and pour out your heart and soul and all of your expertise to other people and put those people in your world, you can grow that much faster. And so after consuming all these podcasts and masterminds and spending time with, you know, really intelligent people like yourself, I recognized that I was making the wrong choice. The choice I was making was to have a job and I wanted to have a business and I didn't want to just have one. I wanted to have multiple that served the consumer. And so that's where in 15, we launched title. We launched insurance. Last year, we launched mortgage. Um, and then we had a, our coaching organization, Elite Real Estate Systems, was born organically out of the fact that we started broadcasting all of our trainings to our agents and people started asking if they could pay for access. And so that blew up, our podcast blew up, and the rest is history. But if you go back to like a singular moment, you brought the point up that it's, it's scary to step away from that income that you're so <clears throat> accustomed to receive. I lived a very frugal lifestyle. So I was living off of about 150 grand a year when okay. I was earning 300. So I lived right. in my first house I bought in 2007 for $137,000. That gets you like a 1500 square foot split entry home in Omaha, Nebraska. We lived there for seven years. So I was making 350 net living in a $137,000 house while all the other people that were making that kind of income were living in million dollar houses. And we did that we did that intentionally so that because the real estate market first off is cyclical and I didn't know when that next shift was coming, but we also did it because we knew it would put us in a position where we could make harder decisions that a lot of people can't make once they have to live off that income that they've created. So yeah. that did put me in a better position, but anyone listening, all you do is take the income you make today. Let's say it's 300 grand. You can quit selling when your team's making you 300 grand. But the problem is, is those agents, to your point, over 50% of, of the deals coming out of those um, real estate teams are being done by the Rainmaker. And so they're living off the 350 from their team and the 350 that they generate. So they have a $700,000 lifestyle. As long as you recognize and have an end goal as you build out your team that eventually you are going to choose to exit either by going and playing golf or spending your time building ancillaries. It doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. Um, but as, as long as people have that as the intent and the goal, they, they cannot go and live a bigger lifestyle financially or else they never will be able to exit. I was gonna say, yeah, man, that like, that's the punch to me. That's the punchline. Like when you, there's no doubt about that, what, um, you mentioned, you, you know, masterminds, you mentioned podcasts and books. I mean, so I, there's, there's been some very pivotal, 
pivotal, pivotal, pivotal, Jesus, I'm having a hard time with the English language today, pivotal, uh, pivotal moments in our career, in our business, where we're like, you know, we had to make a decision or there was this one conversation that then changed everything for us. Like it, I can remember two specifically um, that just totally changed and for the better our business in a big way. Did you have that with like, was there oh, yeah, a book or a podcast no, or a conversation? Does, no, it's all the time. It's every year. Like literally going from a team, one of the top teams in the country to launching a brokerage. That's a pivotal moment. I'd say the first and anyone that wants to download um, my business plan, I give it away for free. Jeffsbusinessplan.com. The first hire when you're a Rainmaker agent is a transaction coordinator. Everybody knows that. How many people actually do it? My first no. year, I sold 50 houses and made 96,000 net in Omaha in 2007. January 2008, I hired a full-time transaction coordinator and paid her a third of my net take-home from the year previous. When most 23-year-olds would go buy their first Range Rover and upgrade their house and go buy all this cool yep. stuff, be like, whoa, I'm making 96 grand. I made it. I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to stay conservative and I'm going to invest in myself. And I haven't stopped doing that. If anything, I'm investing more than I've ever invested into myself. When I say myself, all my business entities, my agents, and the people that are helping me grow exponentially. And so that that's freed me up um, to live that lifestyle and always be wondering. Like, So one of the things that I see is that the people that take risk, I, I look at it as a step back, using that as the analogy. People that are willing to take bigger steps back have bigger steps forward to take. But when they do, they're more successful. So the way I like to say it is the bigger steps back we take, the bigger steps forward we're capable of taking. And the question just becomes how big of steps back are people willing to take? So yep. everyone listening today could choose to not sell a single house in the next 12 months. So imagine if you were on a game show and the top five agents in a market that are killing it all said, we're not going to sell a single house in the next 12 months, but we're allowed to build a real estate team around us that sells real estate. Go. I bet you will make, everyone listening right now will net more money focusing their next 12 months on building the team around themselves than by going out and selling the next 12 months. But that is scary as hell. It is, man. So they don't do it. Yeah. The commission, the next commission checks, like, you know, 30 days away, whereas that is a, that's a scarier process. It's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger leap for people. And I, I would agree with your analogy there. The step, the bigger, the step back, the bigger, the bigger, the step forward that you can take. Yeah. So my steps have been, my step backs have been hiring a full-time transaction coordinator, um, hiring the next hire was a operations manager. The next hire was a success manager, bringing marketing in-house, bringing photography, videography in-house, um, choosing to stop working buyers was a huge step for me. So when we launched in 12, I didn't work a single buyer starting in 2012, gave all the buyer leads off to the team. And then 14, I took, I stopped working listings altogether, gave those away from the team. That was a big step. Um, leaving our indie broker where I was comfortable, right? We get comfortable making money, doing good, laying out yeah. by the pool on Saturdays. And every time I got comfortable, I was like, this isn't what I want. Like everyone talks about, oh, they've arrived. I've heard people say, Kevin's arrived. He's crushing it. Your family probably says that about you. I don't want to arrive. The journey is where the joy is found. Happiness is in the process. It's not in getting somewhere. There is no getting somewhere. Build a world so big that you'll never get there. Right. I heard Elon Musk said in five years, they're going to have colonies on Mars. That's freaking big picture thinking, yeah, doing yeah. something no one's ever done. I said in this podcast, I don't know if people caught it. My goal is to expand into every state in the next 10 years. I caught and it. When I say that, everyone has an idea of what that meant. No one knows what it means. And I'll share with you what it means if you want to. But <clears throat> everyone needs to have their goals. But it's not about getting there. It's never about arriving. When you think you've arrived, you have not. It's all about the process and enjoying it. 
Well, here's a, here's a, here's a tip. If you think you've arrived, you're as far as away from it as you ever have been. I can tell you that that's, that's, that's the wrong step to take. Um, yeah. Tell me what it, what does expanding in your business into all 50 States mean, mean to you? Top four pillars that expand. So any business I've ever gotten into, I've asked myself, can this business 100 X? So if it made a hundred grand, can it make 10 million? Um, a lot of people don't ask themselves that question, right? Somebody starts a bakery. They probably don't ask themselves, well, this little bakery that's generating hundred grand, could I put that in a hundred locations? They're not thinking that way. So they just have a job inside of a business that they own. That's the agent listening right now that's selling real estate. You yep. don't own a business. You have a job inside the business that you own. A business should be able to function without you. I'm okay if you like to go sell a couple listings because of the endorphin response. I sold a few million dollar listings this year. It made me feel really special. It also is good probably to stay in your craft a little bit, do a couple of deals for VIPs. I'm not opposed to it. The goal I have in front of audiences of thousands is today I want to teach everyone to stop selling real estate as a job and focus on building a business so that you don't have to be necessary in the sales process unless you want to be. Having the yeah. option, but not doing it because you have to, doing it because you want to. So what I want to expand and what I believe everyone listening could expand, number one is going to be investing. Um, I've used all of my ancillary income gets poured into single family and multifamily acquisitions in the Omaha area. I'm up to about hundred doors valued at 15 million. Um, I only started that business two or three years ago with my best friend, Clint Bartlett, and we've had wild success. I actually learned a lot of our strategies from Brett Tanner. We talked about Brett off, off the record yeah. a little bit earlier. And I have found a huge passion behind investing. And so now my goal is to invest everywhere and diversify my portfolio over time. Number two is our real estate arm. Um, what is our real estate team? What is your real estate team? It's a coaching and educational platform that provides people systems, technology, leads, accountability, and processes to be successful. There's no reason why every broker in America shouldn't partner with elite real estate systems and our certified advisor program to help educate agents and help them be the best versions of themselves. So our goal is to partner with everyone with that. And then number three and four are insurance and mortgage. So I own a mortgage company and an insurance company, Exarbon Mortgage, Exarbon Insurance. And we're working on getting licensed in all 50 states so that we can do consumer direct lending um, to all 50 states, just like Rocket Mortgage would. So Gary Keller is known for talking all about data and how data is the commodity of the future. So I have been wildly obsessed with figuring out what products can I sell to those in which I have their contact information. You know, I have their data. So someone listening to a podcast, somebody that's coming in and consuming my blog information that's on my website, and then everyone in my CRM. I have 400,000 data points in my CRM in Omaha, Nebraska. And so mortgage and insurance are easy because every 12 months you can hit someone up to renew their insurance agreement with <clears throat> property and casualty. And then refi right now is it all an all-time low. How many agents are reaching out to remind their clients to refi their loans? 60% of people still have loans over four and a half percent. That's ridiculous. Why do a real estate professional who treats their client like family, why have they not called to let people know they need a refi right now with rates as low as they are? And thankfully, rates will stay low. So go, if you haven't already done this, send out a mass email blast and recommend the agent, or sorry, the loan officer that's paying you the most in your marketing service agreement and get them a bunch of refi business. They make the same amount of money as they do on a typical loan. So why wouldn't they go after it? So those were the four pillars, expand the team, expand mortgage, expand insurance, and expand investing. The fifth business that I didn't mention is Burley, which is a digital marketing hub that we run. Uh, it's based out of Nebraska, but it does like Matterport video, 3D, 6D virtual tours, and even provides people with a studio just like the one I'm sitting in so that they can do all their social media engagement, podcasts, and all sorts of stuff from their own office. That's also a 100x scalable business that I'm actually nerding out in for like the last 12 months. I love 
talking tech and uh, talking VR and how to best engage people on all the social media platforms that are out there. Awesome, man. I appreciate you doing that kind of kind of sharing that. Um, and you know, something I want to point out is you, you said it earlier, too. And I, I just want to emphasize this for the listener. And I try to have this conversation often too. like, if you want to, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a high paid salesperson. Like if that's what you want to do, and we all have that opportunity in, in real estate, cool. But that's not a business, nothing wrong with it. But let's like, it, there's very clearly a delineation between selling something at a high level, making a lot of money and, and owning the business, like what you just laid out so eloquently, uh, like there, there's a big difference. And I don't think there's anything wrong. The coolest, in fact, I think that's the coolest thing about our industry is that we all get to pick, like we get to pick at what level of the ride do we get off at what, at what point does, what does our business look like? The way I like to explain it to people is we get to decide the relationship we have with our business. Love it. Like we don't have, it's not a 24 seven. You have to do things one way. It's all going to look the same. It does like it doesn't like we all get and to I, pick. I sold full time eight years and I put eight years in. I'd say anyone that needs to become a professional in the industry, you know, teachers who talk about becoming tenured, it's 10 years. They say hey, full time, 10 years, you're an expert. I did it in eight and I chose to leave. And, and that's scary as hell. And I think a lot of people don't leave because the income's too high and they become married to their job. And it's really sad. I think our biggest regrets when we look back, I think it'll be not investing in ourselves, not investing in our business and not investing in real estate. If we're in the real estate business and we're not even doing it for ourselves and we make countless excuses, oh, the market's at an all-time high, I'm not going to invest. We'll tell that to people 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, three years ago. The market only gets better, guys, and it's going to continue going up. Um, Gary Keller and I met a couple of times in 2019, and he is in agreement. Property management's a huge business to get into because a lot of people will not be able to own homes. They're going to rent. <clears throat> a lot of people that own homes are going to choose to rent out their home because they'll be able to make so much more renting out their own property that they'll just go choose to rent as well. Um, and I think we're going to have a huge housing crisis when you look at population density and yeah. people are breeding and coming into the United States. Um, construction can't keep up with that demand. So yeah. I think home sales are going to 10x in the next 10 years. That's my predict prediction. We'll come back and look at this in 10 years and you can tell me I'm crazy. Yes, you heard me right. 10x in the next 10 years. That's 1000% increase in value. That's a, that's a all over the world. It's a pretty bold, that's a bold statement, man, but I, I like it. Um, I like that you're willing to stand on it too. Well, Jeff, let me well, ask I'm you not this. Standing on it. I have $15 million in real estate. So yeah, if it happens, that's what I'm saying. You, you know, bet on it. What you put out there, I'm like, I'll be worth 150 million. And my goal is to have a thousand doors worth a hundred million. So if it 10 X is, it's worth a billion. I'd be I'm a billionaire with a thousand doors at a hundred grand a door. That's not bad. It's that's just not, thinking that's, bigger. Yeah. And this is easy. It's easy math. It's just, it's just how people think and what they want to accomplish for for me and Kevin. I know it's the same as you. I want, I want people to have their best life. And so in our world, people define the life they want to live. And then it's our job. It's your job. It's those listening who lead people's jobs to give that person the platform to become the best. They need to have accountability coaches. They need mentorship. They need training. They need systems, technology leads, and the list can go on and on offices, studios, whatever you want to call it. But if you're not pouring your time and attention into other people, you're pouring your time and attention into yourself. And while you, you claim, well, I've got to be selling and I'm so important, you're actually leaving a lot of people on the sidelines. And yep. I think it's actually a really selfish endeavor. And I don't know why we celebrate rock stars. No offense, but if you look at actual rock stars, no offense to my producer who is one that's recording this right now, they're not impressive. They don't have a life I want to live. Multiple divorces, alcoholism, drugs, go look at it. 
they're not impressive to me. I don't want a rock star. I want an entrepreneur. I'm looking for people that want to exit eventually. And through our systems and strategies locally and nationally, we're going to give them the ability to be the very best that they choose to be. Awesome, man. Well, hey, let me ask you this, Jeff, as we wrap up, uh, I got one last question for you. Uh, before I do that, what's the best way for people to reach out to you or contact you or yeah, follow, um, yeah, maybe follow, follow me on Instagram um, at Jeff M. Cohn, J-E-F-F-M -F as in Mark C-O-H-N. And then go out to growwithers.com, growwithers.com. We give you free access to that business plan I mentioned, our listing presentation, a couple other free assets. And then you can subscribe to our podcast as well. And I actually didn't even mean to leave my sign up behind me. I apologize for that, Kevin. No, it's all good, dude. I don't, I, I don't care at all. You can I, take it out, edit it. No, edit. not a chance. I've got, for anyone listening, I have my team building podcast logo is still hanging up behind me. So I'd love for your listeners to follow me. And of course, my listeners to follow you. And I'd love to jump on your show sometime as well. But we yeah, we'll, awesome we'll flip it around for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, so the team building podcast, I'm assuming that can be found in any podcast place. Yep. Awesome. All right, dude, last question for you. Um, as we wrap up here, um, what, not to use the, the silly, like the, you know, the question of like, what did I, what didn't I ask you that I should have, but more importantly, like, what's the message that you want to get out or, or even to steal it from Tim Ferriss, to put it this way, if you could put a billboard up where a million realtors would see it, like what would be on your billboard? Hmm. I have so many different quotes popping in my mind. The billboard. Again, it doesn't really have to be a, like a quote, right. like something quotable, sure. but like, what's that message that you, that you wish could get yeah. out to more people in our industry? I would probably go with parroting what I shared with my group on Tuesday. I lead our brokerage meeting with about a hundred agents every Tuesday. And this last Tuesday, I was moved to share the sentiment that I learned by reading the book, the top five regrets of the dying. And this particular sentiment is one of the top five regrets. And the one of the top five regrets that resonates with me, and I hope will resonate with your listeners and the people that see that billboard that drive by, is to live your best life. Don't live a life that everyone else tells you you should live. Don't look up to the agent in your office and say, I want to be like them because they drive the nice car and have the great perfect family. And you know, don't live the life because your mom or dad imposed this thought on you or your spouse or your dog expects you to be a certain person live your best life. And I think the biggest challenge with living and leading our best lives is that to be able to do that, we first have to ask ourselves, what does that life look like? And that's a scary question. The thing yep. that's the most scary is then answering the question with how do I do it? And so what most people choose to do is never ask themselves the question. And those that dare to ask themselves the question that go the distance of saying, okay, that's the life I want. What am I going to have to do to get there? They then resign to say it's too much work. And then instead of doing it, they blame the fact that they're a certain color, a certain sex, born at a certain time, COVID-19, the economy, the city they live in, the dog they grew up with, whatever the case might be. And they find excuses as to why they didn't succeed at a high level. So there's a lot to unpack with that. You can unpack it if you want, but the billboard would essentially say, live your best life and quit worrying about what everyone else thinks. That's awesome, man. I love that. Jeff Cohn, thanks for being a guest on the Kevin and Fred podcast. And uh, thanks for doing what you do, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, we'll do this again and flip the, flip the uh, seat flip around. The we'll have you on our show. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Appreciate being here. I'm humbled to be here. And thank you for those that chose to listen all the way up to this point. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you can send them to. Why us? 
Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of eXp Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.